All right, so welcome everyone to the Pushing Rubber Podcast. This is uh, Adam Piggott with a great one. And uh, this is our second attempt at recording this because we tried to do it a week ago and uh, the great one lives in 1994. Yes, dial-up. In, internet was dial-up. Um, and, uh, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, it the kept modem. dropping out. Yeah, the modem was on the fritz. Yeah. The modem, the, uh, the the telephone modem was on the fritz. And eventually, I think we recorded for about 40 minutes and then we just gave up because I kept dropping out because of his stupid internet was crap. So uh, we're going to call this the cut and paste episode because we did manage to talk about some stuff, particularly about Saudi Arabia that was quite... It was quite a good discussion, I thought. Um, so there's some salvageable there. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go along now and then the great one's going to go back and do his cut and paste magic and um, make this flabby, hit-the-wall 43-year-old look like a sprightly 22-year-old hottie. Isn't that right, great one? Don't have to do a whole lot of work, though. I mean, you're already a pretty hottie. It doesn't take much cutting and pasting. Are you here? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I hear you drifting away drifting from the microphone away. constantly. Are we doing this? Yes. Or is this going to be another take three next week? It's got adjusting your fucking levels, mate. Stop whining. God, it's like having a well, girlfriend. Then why, didn't, why didn't you do that before we started recording, you moron? Because you never talk at your recording level until we start recording. What do you mean I never talk? I'm sitting here in exactly the same position. I haven't touched anything. This must we're, be... we're, six, we're six minutes into this call. Eight. We're eight. We're nine minutes into this call. I haven't touched a single thing. Well, that was fascinating. I don't know. So what else is going on? I'm a little bit, little bit irritable today because... Um, how's, how's that different from normal? <laughs> it's like a joke, honey. It's not really funny. It, exactly. Well, it's um, like a joke, only it's serious. Mm. Well, um, every two or three weeks, I need to go food shopping here. Ah. And... I've been here five months and they have this stupid app on your phone, which is basically the Saudis have gone full 2030 New World Order digital on this stuff with the, the excuse of the coronavirus. Um, and, of course, I don't have the poison vax because I don't have shit for brains. <laughs> and up to this point, I've been able to get in. But what happened was about two weeks ago, they lifted... The most of the restrictions, so you don't have to quarantine coming into the country anymore if you're unvaxxed, which is nice uh, for me. Um, and you don't have to wear a mask outside. So they lifted a whole bunch of stuff, but they didn't lift the inside stuff. So you still have to wear a mask inside and you still have to use this stupid app. Um, and my app obviously shows that I'm not immune, even though I've had COVID. You know, none of this makes any scientific sense. I don't even no. know why I'm arguing down that line. It's just pain. <laughs> right. 
But in the two, listen, up to this point in five months, I've just breezed through most of the time, flashed my phone, no one's really looked at it, they haven't given a shit. And I've never not been able to do my shopping. Today I was not able to do my shopping. So it's really weird. In the last two weeks, since they lifted the restrictions, they've gone, the government has amped up the pressure on all the businesses and, and really started inspecting. So if they, if they come into your supermarket and they find someone there who shouldn't be there because they haven't had the vax, then it's a big fine for the establishment. And they're proper checking now. And it's, 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 oh, it was never on to begin with, but it's, it's definitely over. I think it's their last push to get people to take the booster. So basically, mm -hmm. even if you were double vaxxed, your double right. vax would have run out. Isn't right. it amazing that a vaccine, a, vaccine. a supposed vaccine Ex runs it out? It expires, yes. It expires. Yeah, you got the you got the smallpox vaccine. Uh, you got that six months ago. Well, that's no good ah, now. No, yeah, you need another one. <laughs> so what they're doing is they they've amped up the pressure, from what I can tell, to get everyone to take the the, the booster, the third shot. And mm -hmm. people around me that I know um, are giving in and doing it. Even those who said they mm. weren't going to do it because. Uh, you just can't get into places. So, right. you know, I'm um, I'm just going to have to um, order my food online, but they won't deliver either now because that's unsafe. Oh, really? And I'll have to go get someone to pick it up for me. It's... Um, uh, two years of this shit, I'm, I'm really... But this is, this is the thing, though, isn't it? I mean... I was honestly, uh, I was standing at the window about 20 minutes ago, just looking outside. It's, it's late afternoon here, kind of dusk. And it's a bit cold today. It was only about 17 degrees in Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't know what that is, 50 degrees or something like that, 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. Um, and I was feeling all, you know, sorry for myself. Can't mm -hmm. go do my shopping. Mm -hmm. even, though, even though I'm actually quite well stocked up, because of this uh, issue. So whenever I went to do my shopping, shopping before, it was always a really big shop in case I didn't get in. So, you know. Right. I'm fine. And, of course, it's Lent, so in the Christian calendar, so mm. I'm not eating meat or any dairy, or and it's only one meal a day anyway. So, you know, I'll, you know, I'll probably last for weeks at this rate. Um <laughs> But I was standing at the window there feeling all sorry for myself, and it's just like, oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, let's just think a little bit. You're here, you know, I got my health. I yep. earn really good money. Yep. I have a really good job. I mm -hmm. do things I like to do. I have don't have to answer to anyone except for my boss who's in the Netherlands. I, I have it pretty good. So I didn't get into the supermarket today. Okay. Let's look at the let's look at the bigger picture here. And I think and I think to hold on, I think I think this is it. I think the next six months, everyone who's held out up to this point, no matter how difficult it's been, and everyone's tired. Everyone's in our position has had enough. I've had enough. I'm pretty sure great one, you've had enough. Yeah, I've had enough. 
he's had enough, everyone. That's and I'm pretty enough. sure that our listeners will be nodding their heads at yeah. this, saying to themselves, <laughs> They've had, had enough. enough. Oh, yeah. They've had enough. Um, it's the last hurdle that's always the toughest. It's tough because they really tighten the screws because this is their last chance to do it. And you've held out for so long and you're mentally, you know, had enough. So, you know, I, I suppose it's important just to mention that to everyone and say, listen, you know, um, knuckle down for the last part. That, that's what we have to do. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's holding out for the whole time that counts. If you give up at the end, my God, you'd, you'd hate yourself, wouldn't you? Oh, Especially yes. if you gave up. You went and did it, and the next day everything got lifted. I mean, right, right. I mean, <laughs> or, or you know, the people who their workplace started the well, you have to get vax to work here, and and they give in and they get the vax, and then next week the workplace says, okay, we're actually not enforcing the vax anymore. You're like, god damn it, you know, you're you so close. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. We've we've made it this far. Yeah, we got to hold out. And, you know, I don't know, because I saw this like a month ago where the Pfizer CEO was saying that the, whatever you want to call it, the, the next booster or the or round number four was supposed to be yeah, coming yeah, in March. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I haven't heard any propaganda about it yet, just because I think the propaganda services maybe are busy with trying to save Ukraine but yeah, so I haven't heard, I haven't gotten any of the round four pressure or anything yet. And fortunately, I mean, here in Rapid City, it's, it's, it's pretty lax. There's not a lot of pressure to vax and muzzle and everything else. So it's, it's almost like being back to normal around here. That's cool. Just hang on one second. I, yeah. My coffee's just oh, yeah. up on the stove. You talk, I'll be back in 30 seconds. Oh, God, I have to talk for 30 seconds. What am I going to talk about? I have nothing to say. Boy. Dead air. Now, if only Adam could send me some of his coffee through the internet, that would be good. I had some coffee this morning that was not as good as Adam Pickett's coffee, which I have had Adam Pickett's coffee. You've heard this story before. Let's see, after ramble for 30 seconds while Adam gets his caffeinated beverage. Bastard. Hey, isn't it? Hold on, it's light over there. What's he doing drinking coffee this late at night? Is he going to stay up all night? Or does caffeine just not affect him? Well, maybe we'll ask him when he gets back. We'll delve into these deep secrets of Adam Pickett's right. psyche I'm and back. biochemistry. <sighs> So as I was Talk attempting, about me while I'm away. yeah, as I was rambling there, it occurred to me. So it's nighttime for you. Do, does uh, caffeine not keep you awake and everything? Because you're having coffee this late. Oh, it's it's five thirty in the afternoon. Oh, so okay. Well, it's not too late then. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't normally drink coffee this time of day, but just because it's Lent and I've given up. Uh, you know, everything I like, uh, <laughs> apart from coffee. Uh, coffee is the only thing I haven't given up, but I have given up dairy, so I can't put milk in my coffee, and I like milk in my coffee, so I'm having to drink. I'm having to drink um, black coffee, which is just racist. Um, Very. 
Well, uh, so black coffee matters. Coffee, yeah, black coffee matters. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, so that's why I'm drinking it now. Anyway. And tomorrow's the weekend as well, so I can stay up all night. Ah. Playing uh, uh, Civilization or something like that. And then, uh, you know, I'll be fine. But um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Civilization, the Wuhan expansion. Your civilization is wiped out by a plague that kills 0.00001% of your population who is overweight and over the age of 75. How will your civilization survive? Yes, yes, it will be a big hit. Yeah. Um, But, um, I mean... Yeah, so we've got two years of the of the the fake pestilence. Now we've got the fake war, um, and I I think the really the really big thing here is just how the majority of people in the West are believing every single thing they're seeing on CNN. Um, and they just, it's just like they nod, they nod their head at the TV. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I just read this thing about, there was this supposed meeting with the, um, the prime ministers of Poland, the Czech Republic and Slovenia, I think it was with this, um, with this Jewish puppet in the Ukraine. Uh, you know, part-time porn star, part-time um, rabble rouser in the Ukraine, <laughs> that they were supposedly meeting in, in Kiev. And by the way, everyone, the pronunciation of that city is Kiev. It's not Kiev, as all of the uh, all of the <laughs> SJWs suddenly want to do it. It's Kiev, right? Okay. Um, so apparently they went there on this train through the war zone to have these three prime ministers of these three EU countries and NATO bloc countries to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. Turns out that they did it in Poland. The whole thing was fake. And the journalists covering it were in on it, which they would have to be. Yeah, they, in theory, you would think they would know what country they're in, even if they are journalists. In theory. In theory. And... But they did it so stupidly, and of course, these days you get <laughs> autistic savants on 4chan who who look at the stars, yes, or they look at they look at two trees outside the window, and then they'll start doing their plotting and work out exactly where they were, and they were in Poland. <laughs> Thank God for 4chan. Oh man, yes. Oh, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was 4chan who did it did right. it this time, but you know, it's, yeah, it's, but the concept it's that right, it's, it's that, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, what's going on in Russia, of course, I think, because I, I, I read a lot of military history, and one of the things they say in military history, anyone who knows what they're talking about, is that um, a war is won, a war is fought and decided 20 years before it plays out on the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because you can't, you can't just suddenly come up with resources or uh, political uh, strength and unity to be able to deal with something if the other person's coming at you. You, you don't come up with all that in, in a couple of months. Right. right. So 
uh, unless you get some big, big help. An example of that, of course, was the Soviet Union and World War II. The only reason that they built the German, they beat the Germans, was because America was giving them all their equipment, or most of their equipment, through lend-lease before America came into the war. They started doing that, um, so they were propped up. But so what you've got now is you've got Russia, who's spent the last twenty years um, revamping their military, aware that NATO was encroaching east. Uh, revamping their, their military to, to what we see today. And NATO for the last 20 years has been believing its own bullshit. This is, this, this, this is what we're seeing playing out is just absolutely, absolutely brutal. This is, this is, well, this is the 21st century of, um, you know, the, the, the cavalry riding towards the machine guns and not working out that things have changed. <laughs> and, and the Americans and their allies, Australia included, haven't fought mm -hmm. a proper enemy since, since probably the Korean War. You could, if you were generous, you can say Vietnam. Um, right. But since, since then, the last 50 years, Vietnam, they haven't, America hasn't fought a, a proper enemy. They right. fought third world ragtags, you know, and came up with, uh, mm -hmm. you know, big, uh, big propaganda lines like shock and awe. Ah, yes. Hearts and Hearts minds. Hearts and minds. I was just about to say that. Yes. Mission accomplished. Yes. Mission accomplished. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> and Russia's been watching all of this. So now you've got a situation where Russia is going in and achieving its objectives because America has never known what its objectives were. And you, you know that because America went into Afghanistan and then sat there for 20 years. Right, yes. Like... Which, which meant it had no objectives. It had no defined strategy of what, what they wanted to achieve. America is still in Iraq. What are you doing in Iraq? Yeah. I... Um, America is still in Germany. You've got 100,000 troops in Germany. The Second World War ended, ended 70, 75 years ago. Well, we, all I can say is if, if you've still got 100,000 troops sitting in Germany, then the U.S. is an occupying force. Well, and it is. Japan. It's an empire. It is. Yeah. And that's, that's why the United States needs the shit kicked out of it militarily and diplomatically, and it needs to stop being an empire. No, it's not. It's not the diplomatic or uh, military shit kicking that's going to cause it. It's what's playing out right now in the financial markets. This is where America is going down the tubes real time. Like we are seeing the end of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. Right now, we are seeing it play out. But but keep in mind, this is the end. So it's all been in play since 1973 when Nixon took you guys off the gold standard, which meant that the money was worth whatever America wanted, wanted it to be, which meant you could manipulate world markets, which meant you could pay nothing for your imports and get lots of money for your exports, right? Oh, You've yeah. been enjoying that for 50 years. Mm. As has Australia, because we tied our dollar as well, you know, right. whole fucking sure. thing. And it's all going tits up right now. Because the Saudis came out two days ago and said that they're going to uh, accept payment for uh, barrels of oil in uh, Chinese uh, yuan, I think it's called, the currency there. Aha. Uh -huh. Interesting. And they wouldn't take a phone call from your faux president. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it's okay. I'm sure he forgot that he tried to call them five seconds afterwards. I'm sure too. He's, I'm sure too. But really, man, this is a fascinating time. This yeah. is a fascinating time. And I'm not going to offer anyone um, financial advice on what to do now. I would just say that I think I think I read somewhere that's, that in the in the Bidden presidency, <laughs> pretend or otherwise, right? They've printed more U.S. dollars than's been printed in the preceding sixty years or something. That's what I read. Oh, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So not only is your dollar going tits up on the international scene, so your exports are going to start getting very expensive. But when that happens, it's going to be, uh, I want to say a triple whammy, but it's going to be like a 100 times whammy. Um, because, because now, or at that point, the value of the currency will be worth what it's actually worth not what the US says it's worth, because it's not tied to the gold standard. It's not tied to anything. Oh, and by the way, right. Russia and China are going back to the gold standard as of this point. Hmm. That's, another, that's another knee to the scrotum for the US dollar. Right. It's like, it's like you guys have had the cheapest gas prices in the world outside of Saudi Arabia since forever. I mean, I mean... I worked this out the other day. When I lived mm -hmm. in Italy 10 years ago, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I was paying the equivalent of about nine US dollars a gallon for fuel. Damn. Yeah, I would say even 15 years ago, mm -hmm. 15 years ago, it was one euro, 15 years ago, it was like one euro 60 or one euro 70 when I was there. Well, you got to times that by four, and then you've got to round it up to two for the difference because the euro is worth more than the dollar. Mm -hmm. um, that's that. That's you. You guys have you guys have just been you guys have been coasting, mate. You've been and now I've read a thing where your trucks are going to stop because the independent truck drivers four months ago was one hundred and fifty bucks to fill up their truck. Now it's eight hundred dollars. Oh God, yeah, I can only imagine what they're having to pay. Especially, and especially too, the fluctuation of where you're at, because, you know, like around here, we've kind of stabilized for the moment for gas, not for, well, diesel, like, gasoline is like around 420. Diesel, I think, is around 460 or 470 in this area. But then you go someplace okay, so else, to give you an way give you, much more. Can I give you an idea? So yeah. to make it easy, I'll just round it down a little bit. So let's say it's $4 yeah. there, yeah? Okay, that's $1 a litre because mm -hmm. you basically divide it by four right. for gallons to litres. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. But the US dollar is worth about uh, 85 cents for the euro. Okay. Okay? Right. So you're paying now when you think it's expensive, 85 cents euro a litre. Okay? Okay. In the Netherlands right now, it's about two seventy-five euro a litre. Mm -hmm. So it's three times the price right now in the Netherlands of what you're paying, and you think it's expensive. Yeah, it is. I mean, the shit just comes right out of the ground. It's all over the place. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. I, okay. I'm look, saying yes. I'm, as an American, it's going to be really I, hard. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, what do you want me to do about it? No, I'm not what you to do about it. Anything. We're talking okay. macro. No, I'm not and, talking. No, it I'm is going to be micro. hard. I mean, the thing is, I it, it's going to be even doubly hard because. I mean, the dollar, our currency already isn't worth anything. It's just this mass hallucination. And even after it becomes completely worthless, for some period of time, we're going to coast along where it's still going to continue to have the same value just because people think it has value. And then when it really, when, when nobody can no longer deny that it has no value, Yes, the crash is going to be nuclear in proportion. You're going to see the mushroom cloud from Jupiter. It's going to be humongous, and it's going to be ugly, and people are going to be rushing to the store to buy toilet paper because that's the only thing they really know how to do because they don't understand much of anything. Yeah, and I can't... I can't work out whether it's going to be a hyperinflation situation, kind of like the Weimar Republic, 1923 Germany, or it's going to be a deflation situation. I can't work out which of the two it's going to be. I'm not, I'm not well versed enough in in these matters to to make the make the pitch. Right. I mean, I, I'm not either. I don't have a clue what it's going to look like, other than I don't know, just just money suddenly being worthless. Yeah, this is the kind of situation where you want to have a little bit of silver um, as insurance, not to make money. Gold and, gold and silver, people call them investments. I think right. I've spoken about this before with you. They're not investments, no. they're insurance. Yep. And, and this, is, this, is, this is the time where you, you, know, you might want to take out a bit of insurance in that, in that regard. Yes. Um, I think crypto is a good insurance as well. Especially mm -hmm. now where we saw what happened with the Canadian trucker debacle where the Canadian banks yes. immediately froze accounts. I mean, that just uh, if that doesn't open your eyes to how worthless your money actually is, gee, why do they want to go digital? Why do they want to take <laughs> away cash money? Right. I, I really wonder. Can't figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Can't figure it out. Yeah. Right now, when all your money is just numbers in the computer at the bank, they can they can just stop it in any second. Yeah, it's yeah, um, and they did it with crypto as well. But with crypto, you can take it um, you can take it off off the exchange and put it on a uh, on a, a hard wallet. Right. Um, so I think that's a good idea to do as well. Also, crypto, it's basically a, a hard wallet is a USB stick, so much easier to travel around with it if you have to cross borders or something like that. It's a USB stick, right? No right. knows what that is. Yes. Um, you could wrap it up in, uh, in plastic wrap and stick it up your bum. Ooh. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I've started dumping... Nice a little bit of money into crypto, not a crap ton or anything, because it is—it's not an investment. It is, like you said, insurance. But yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Buy some Bitcoin. 
I don't know if it's insurance. Um, I think it's a combination. I think crypto is a combination of insurance and a lottery. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're and you're definitely right. There is some lottery there. That's why you know I yeah. would tell anyone you know the the money you spend on crypto should be money that you can afford to lose. Don't yeah. take the money exactly. you need for your bills and spend that on crypto. No, that that would be that would be a bad idea. Yeah. But I think um, what I'm doing every every month is putting a certain amount into crypto and a certain amount into some other stuff as well, just to diversify it around. Because if you just leave it all yes. there sitting in the bank. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Not too good. Yep, I'm doing the same thing. I've got an automatic thing set up where I'm buying some crypto every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just getting Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Ripple. That's uh, that's all I'm really looking at at the moment. Um, just a little bit of that every every month or so. Right on. Um, You'll also this week for the first time since the 2008, I think since 2010, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates 0.25. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw a headline about that. Well, that's huge. That's huge. In fact, I think that's the biggest outside of Saudi Arabia saying we're going to start accepting one for barrels of oil instead of dollars. This uh, interest rate hike, the first one in 12 years, where it's almost gone negative. And by the way, in some parts of Europe, it is negative. So in some parts of, I got a, I got a, a message, an email from my Dutch bank about six months ago saying that they were gonna start charging me for the money that I have in my account, yeah. percentage wise. Wow. Um, so this is a huge thing. They finally they they can't because when you when you when you start trying to artificially control the economy with interest rates like this, once you get to zero, there's nowhere to go, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about kicking the can down the road. road. Yeah, we're experts at that over here. Oh, yeah, I think we're experts all around the West for that. Fucking hell, Australia's the living, breathing epitome of that. So this is this is this is the first of many rate rate hikes. It's gonna it's gonna start going up, which means your your variable mortgages are gonna start getting hit. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna affect Europe that much. When I took out a mortgage about four years ago with the X. Um, we, I think we got a 2% interest rate, 2%, fuck, yeah. <laughs> it's just nothing, Right. fixed for 30 years. So you can't get that in Australia. I don't know about the US, but you can't get a fixed term for that. You can get a fixed term for like five years, but you will right. pay above and beyond the interest rates. Everyone goes on variables, fluctuating rates. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the same in the States, isn't it? I, I have no idea. Yeah. Hmm. That, is, that is well outside of my area of knowledge. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's going to have a big effect. I think everything's... 
once again, this is all of it's been building up for this for 40 or 50 years and the chickens right. are finally coming home to roost. So what you're seeing now is not the beginning, it's the end. <laughs> That's what this is. And on top of that, you've got Russia saying, perfect time to uh, do what we need to do. Right. Yeah, can't fault them. Cannot fault no, them. No, not at all. Hasn't it been great watching the um, the the rah 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 mercenary types go over to fight for Ukraine and getting their asses literally handed to them? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I think my favorite my favorite one on that is the famous Canadian sniper who got over there and within about twenty minutes was dead. Fired <laughs> <laughs> a shot. Oh man! Oh now. It's a big difference between setting yourself up in Tora Bora somewhere and shooting ragheads and coming up against a first world right. army and possibly one of the best in the world, if not the best, the Russian army, and thinking it's going to be the same shit show. Fuck me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah the, the Russians, they're, they're trained. They have a command structure. They have procedures. Just, they have equipment. Russians are not... Russians are not just trained, great one, in military matters. They're educated. Yeah. Like the Russian, the Russian military academies and colleges are the best in the world. These places, these places, they, they live and breathe not just strategy and tactics, but critical stuff like logistics. Mm-hmm. These, these guys are, are so far... Right. This is going to be brutal to watch if NATO <laughs> actually... Because because the US and, and the UK are pushing for this and Poland they're all pushing for to go to war with Russia. Oh yeah. In in the winter. Oh, oh yes, that's the best time. Ah. Well, I I have officially made on my podcast, and I'll officially make it here for your listeners, my prediction that if the United States engages in military action against the Russian military, it'll be at the most two years before the United States military did what they did in Afghanistan, which is turn around and run away, abandoning the civilians and their military equipment. Oh, no, I don't, no, 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 I don't no, think no, we'll no, no. make it two years. Oh, no, 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 my friend. Oh, you it's think gonna they're going to win? Worse. <laughs> what's, what's worse? Uh, what's worse? What's worse? Okay. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what's worse. I mean, my prediction America doesn't preclude pretty... things that are worse, by the way. Just, but uh, what's worse? Okay. Saying, saying that, stating that after two years, America will, will run away with their tails between their legs is operating under the, under the assumption that you will be allowed to do that. See, the thing is, America has been waging all these wars since the end of the Second World War and hasn't had any impact on its own infrastructure or civilian population or domestic environment okay you're about to take on an enemy that can park a submarine a hundred miles off your coast and hit your cities with a missile in one minute flat which cannot be taken down by your air defenses okay this arrogance to the u.s and its western allies australia included has has now reached its peak point of stupidity because you're 
the the American and Australian and UK governments are like SJW lefties who are running out, mouthing off, thinking mm -hmm. it's consequence free, mm -hmm. thinking that it's not going to be a brutal slap in the face. If if NATO takes on Russia, mm -hmm. okay, Russia will be hitting the US. And they can. Yeah. You don't want to be in a coastal city. That's all I can say. And you right. definitely don't want to be living in a town. You definitely want to be living in a town that's got its whole, its whole uh, uh, local commercial infrastructure tied up with the big old military base that uh, everyone's feeding off. Right. This is this is the stupidity that, that that's going. This this is not this is this is a le level of cognitive dissonance. I mean, take Australia. Australia has got no domestic fuel reserves. We got two weeks worth of fuel and no major refineries anymore. We don't produce our own fuel. We get it all from overseas. Mm. Okay. Right. So we'll cut the sh cut the shipping yep. lanes. No more fuel. All of our food is processed, harvested, sown, and got to market by fuel. Right. So starve to death. Have fun with that. Yes. Yeah, civilization. It's the arrogance. Yeah, civilization is a lot more tenuous than people realize. Especially when we have governments like this who are completely out of control and have mm -hmm. no idea what they're dealing with. Right. At all. Yeah. And I haven't even mentioned China. Do you think that if NATO declares, gets its false flag with uh, Russia, that China is not going to take advantage of this situation and move into Taiwan and the Philippines and probably Japan. They're still pissed off at Japan for uh, Manchuria 1930s. Right. They got long memories. Yeah. Japanese, Japanese are probably shitting themselves right now. This is the craziness. This is the craziness. You, you fight ragtag ar armies in, you know, Bora Bora or something like that. Right. The only way it affects you back home is when, you know, your cousin goes off and doesn't come home or he comes back in a wheelchair or something like that. Yeah? Yeah. And then you make a hero of him and you have your little get-togethers and you talk about how you support the troops and you raise money. But, there's, but yeah, there's no real impact there's no city no. getting blown up. Yeah. And these uh, modern, modern, modern artillery and missiles, mate, when they hit, bloody hell, they, they'll, they, suck, they suck your eyeballs out of your head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Rip your lungs, yes. rip, blow, blow your lungs up inside your body, even if you're in a shelter. I mean... Apart from the fact that the whole civilian infrastructure, water, sewerage, power, mm -hmm. heating, you know, I mean, and this is the thing. This is the game that uh, the West is playing right now. And they've got no idea, no idea what's about, what's about to go down if they want to push it this far. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I think the reaction would be from the general American population when they actually see a city 
get hit with some serious cruise missiles and just get leveled. It's like, would, would they go into the rah-rah mode like we did after 9-11 and, you know, be like, oh, let's go invade Russia? Or would they just roll over and surrender? I think you'd have serious domestic um, unrest because Americans on a macro level as a, as a general population and, as, you know, Americans from what I've seen when I've been over there, are so convinced of the invincibility of their armed forces. Yes. The sacrosanct nature of it. Yes. Um, and, their, and their position on the world stage. Yes. That such a rude awakening would, would, would not be a... The, the reaction would not be roll over and surrender. You, you're... you're, you're you're talking about the country in the world who for the last 80 years has been top dog, now exposed against its um, will mm -hmm. to being very much second tier and no longer calling the shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, There's I, some serious domestic unrest going on there. Yeah. And then you, you plug into that all of your uh, racial simmering tensions that you've got barely restrained going on and all of the domestic agents, you know, right. poking that bugbear. Well, diversity is our strength. I mean, that's what would hold us together if oh. the Russians invaded. Yeah, yeah. Right. We do have, don't forget, Adam, we do have maternity flight suits. So we can get those <laughs> pregnant women up there flying around. But, I mean, but that's the other thing we haven't even spoken about. I mean, the Russian army is a true army. Oh, the yes. The army is a true army. Oh, yes. Ours is not. Not even close. I mean, they've got the diversity no, trainings. Got, got... They've got, they're trying to purge what? the senior officers of anybody who is a white uh, extremist, or what do you call it? What's the word they made up? White uh, supremacist. Yeah, yeah, which is code for competent. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, we got the we got the military bases with their gay gay flags out front. Yeah, we don't have a military. You've got a you've got a homosexual, uh, feminized, diversified military. Right. It would have no chance at all. Right. And and very very few of them are what I would consider soldiers. You know, I mean, you got your SEAL force, you know, yeah, there's a small number of men in the military that are actual soldiers. And I... Whoa, 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 Your special forces are just as screwed. The, they, so far, they've graduated 100 women in the U.S. Rangers. Well, uh, whoa, 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 uh, stop, stop. The Rangers put... stopped being special forces a long time ago. I don't even count the oh, Rangers okay. anymore. But I know what you're saying. But no, in my mind, the Rangers haven't been special forces for the last 20 years. So I'm talking about there's a couple of elite teams left, but I'm talking about maybe a thousand men total. Yeah, the rest of it is just, and I've heard this argument made that, well, it doesn't matter because the fighting nowadays is all just drone pilots and anybody can fly a drone. And see, I think that thinking too, because another thing about our military today is the utter reliance on technology. 
and like our tanks if the if the engine in the tank breaks down you've got a ship a fucking M1 Abrams engine back to the United States for repair because you can't fix it in the field. Our technology is so advanced and so fragile that when it breaks, it's you know it's all computerized and all this crap. You can't fix it in the field. I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect Russian technology is a little less sophisticated and a little more reliable than ours. It's um, it's more reliable. And it's actually more sophisticated. Like the Russians have the best missile systems in the world. They have the best air defense systems in the world. They have the best artillery in the world. And their tanks. Oh, uh, they're tanks. Hell. Yeah. No, they have great tanks. Uh, their submarine fleet is way up there. Um, yeah. Um, that, because that's the other thing. You're. you're Everyone, everyone is operating under the assumption that it's still 1995 with the U.S. military hardware. Right. But you don't have the same quality standards over there anymore. I mean, no. the same companies that are producing this stuff, well, how many of their engineers now come from the subcontinent because they're cheaper? Right. I mean, just look at Boeing, Lockheed Martin, these companies. Sure. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they've, they've made... and and And... And military hardware, you're exactly right. I mean, it has to be able to be repaired in the field. Right. Logistics is is logistics is what determines uh, yes outcomes of battle. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, the Russians so, are good at it because I pro I think probably because among other things they have a big country and they understand the importance. Like here for our yeah, military. They have they don't, I don't think they understand, like I said, with having to send a tank engine across the ocean for repair. That is logistically absurd. And when we get Russians, hit hard... The Russians, have, the Russians have a military academy dedicated to logistics. As they should. That's so, the smart way to do it. That's the smart way to do it. Yeah. Because See, the Russians haven't been fighting wars for the last 30 years until they've, until they've decided they need to for a strategic yes. reason now they're going in hard this is going to be over in another few weeks i would say well they're going into win happens they're going with an objective right yes the objective is the denazification of the ukraine and uh and recognizing the uh the two regions those names are unpronounceable that um <laughs> are now going to be you know under the scope of Russia, along with uh, Crimea. Um, yeah. Look, there's so much going on right now, man. I mean, this is, this is a crazy time to be alive with the uh, technology that we have right now to keep track of what's going on. I mean, if you were alive back in World War II and a civilian like we are right now, the only way you could know anything that came out was from the government news propaganda. That was it. Right. And there was no other way. Or, or talk to servicemen that you knew mm -hmm. off the record when they got home, but they never got home. My grandfather left in 1939, um, and he got back in 1945. Six years. Right. I think he had some home leave of like a month in that time between North Africa and going up into New Guinea. I think they gave them a month. Mm -hmm. 
but um, today we can we can see YouTubers streaming from the Donbass or something like that. Right. You know, which means that a lot of it's bullshit. Sure. So you have to do your homework and. But here's the crazy thing: people mm -hmm. don't do it. You know, I speak to people that I know. I'm not, not even going to say at what level I know them because I just don't want to give anything yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and they just, they just, they're getting all their news today from CNN. Uh. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm living, it's like I'm living in, uh, on, on two different planets. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, among the other things that the internet was supposed to deliver all this information and yada, 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 and yet still people, where did you hear all this? Well, CNN. Well, have you attempted to research any of this or verify it? Well, it's on CNN. It must be true. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. And they, they just swallow it without any any critical uh, examination process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. This is it. Yep. They, this is what they said on the box. It must be true. It right? must be true. Yeah, we're we're so far true. down the path of no critical examination. It's it's just bizarre. Yeah. 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 I tell you what's nice though. It's yes. nice. It's nice riding into this massive change with a clear awareness and a clear uh, understanding with already, I mean, the last, uh, the last 10 years of my life, especially with the stuff that I've written on the, on the, the blog, the website and that sort of stuff has really enabled me to up my game on understanding better on how these sort of things work. So it's a really nice position to be in going to this right now, having done all of that research, mm -hmm. basically, all that work, so that I think the worst thing right now would be sitting there going from the beginning, oh, I, imagine that. Yesterday you were a CNN junkie, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or newspaper junkie, you believe what's in the newspaper. Right. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. And right there. now, and right now, you go, oh, okay, all right. So that's not true. Where do I start? It's like, well, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yep. There's You've all... got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and that's that. That's why the jump is so hard. You can't. You can't. I don't have these arguments with people anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm with. If, if I'm talking, if I'm talking to some, if I'm talking to some, I was talking to someone the other day, and I mentioned the fact that listen, I think that I actually picked it. It was about, it was last week sometime, uh, about ten days ago, and I was talking with someone that I know um, professionally, and I said, listen, I, we're we're watching the end of the American dollar, and you know, there's been three international currencies in the history of the world. There was the Dutch Gilda, 16th, 17th, 18th century. Then the, then the British pound. Mm -hmm. And since the end of World War II, the American dollar. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing the end of that. And they said, okay, well, what, what will the next one be? And I said, the China, Chinese one. That's, that's the one that's gonna, 
that's that's positioned that's going to come up next. And and, mm. and and ten days later, the Saudis announced that they're going to start you know, buying <laughs> barrels of oil with Chinese wine. Um, so and they messaged me and went, "Holy fuck!" Um, so, right. and which was not genius move on my part because I'm looking at all this stuff all right. the time. So you put the, the pieces together. Yeah. I picked it ten days or eight days or seven days before it's now really starting to happen. So what? If I'd picked it five years ago, then then I'd have something to boast about, yeah? Um, but the point is I was able to talk to that person. I was able to, they, they're not 100% on the same wavelength, but, but they're open enough to take in the new information and digest it and then run mm -hmm. with it themselves. But most people I meet, I, I just can't have that conversation. Oh, no. Yeah, they don't want to hear it. So in six months' time, when the US dollar is worth one one fiftieth of what it's worth now, and everything's going to shit, and some American, yeah, can you believe it, man? And I, you know, my, uh, I'm going to have to sell my 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 boat and my jet skis. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> right. I'm thinking to myself, no one's buying them, friend. Right. Um, well, not only will they. I'll, 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 all I'll be able to do in that situation is is smile and nod in 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 commiseration because because what do I say? Yeah, no, there's nothing you can what? say because they're not going to listen. There's nothing. No, there's, there's, you can't save them. No. And and the the part about selling his boat and his jet skis is that he'll have to sell in his boat and his jet skis to pay off his credit cards or to just make his credit card <laughs> payment. So it's like you know, not only yeah, this is the. This is not the time to be having debt and buying toys and all this other stuff. It's so that's another thing I kind of wonder about, like how that'll play out. Is okay, so we got this economic collapse. There's all this debt in this country. I I, I think it's just going to be interesting to see. All right, what's going to happen there? I mean, how are the banks? Well, I think going to collect. Well, I, are they going to collect? Well. Well, the thing is, if it goes hyperinflation, that's the one area where you get off scot-free. Right. If, if the dollar becomes worthless, the debt's worthless as well. Mm, good point. So in a, in a hyperinflation situation, the people who are actually <laughs> best positioned are the people with the biggest mortgages. Right. Well, yeah, no, it's, I think that's true. Hmm. The people who are fucked are the ones who have got their life savings in the bank. Yes. So the 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 hyperinflation in Germany wiped out the older middle class. Mm -hmm. People who've been saving for their retirement. That's one of the reasons that Hitler got in. Those people were desperate. Right. They've been wiped out, man. And there's and you're sixty years old and you're wiped out. Okay. There's you you don't have any years left to rebuild. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. People you just need to look at history and see what happened. You just need to look at history and see what happened. We've got a stock market bubble. We've got a massive housing bubble. 
And that's after we came out of a 2008, 2007 housing bubble, which with a bunch of fantastic movies made about the housing bubble, which everyone <laughs> watched and went, oh, those guys are really smart. And now we're sitting in an even bigger housing bubble. Like your average, your average, average family suburban home, nothing to write home about a three bedroom dog box right. in Auckland, New Zealand is now average price is over a million New Zealand dollars. Holy God. Oh man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the prices are around here, but I know back in Fort Collins in Colorado, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, the lower end was 400,000. The Europe's just as bad. The house price of the Netherlands are beyond belief. I think they're increasing something like 20% a month. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, and see, and see, that's, that's like people in the States here, they, they think that that sort of stuff can just go on forever. And that's another reason why I think that when this crash happens, I mean, yeah, there's going to be the actual real implications, but the psychological implications for the, pe who, the people who just can't comprehend any of these things could ever happen. Like it's one, like it's one thing, like if all my money became worthless tomorrow, it's going to be painful, but it's not going to be psychologically painful because I know that it can happen. When you got these people have no concept that their dollar bill can become just a piece of paper. Not only are they going to have the real world, the tangible consequences, but they're going to have this emotional breakdown where they're going to be screaming at the sky like Donald Trump was just reelected or something. And that might be where be the worse. civil unrest comes from. Well, yeah, it's going to be worse in 2008 because in 2008, the government spent their way out of it. Yeah, it was painful for a lot of people, but they spent their way out of it. Right, they, right. They, they, they bought out the banks. They yep. gave the money to the banks who gave themselves massive bonuses. They gave mm. the money to the car companies. Remember yes. that? Yes, oh, yeah. All the car CEOs flying down in their jets. But now, if you have a collapse at the same time with hyperinflation and the U.S. currency no longer being the international world reserve currency, right, then then they've got they've got no control factors. The the Reserve Bank and or the Fed Bank, whatever you call it over there, has no control factors. So then then it's like everything happening at the same time. And the thing is it's gonna happen fast. Like we're seeing things now happen every day. And just this week, uh, Russia and China said they're going to back their currencies with a gold standard. The Russian, the Russian currency is going to be linked to commodities. You've had the first interest rate hike by the Fed in, in 12 or 13 years. And Saudi Arabia has said that it's now going to accept one uh, currency for barrels of oil as opposed to the US dollar. That's all just happened this week. What's, what's, what's the picture going to be like in six weeks' time? 
Remember, the Soviet Union in 1991, when it collapsed, was it 91? I think it was 91. Berlin Wall? When did that? Oh, no, Berlin Wall was 89. Mm. Berlin Wall was 89. Um, when it collapsed, I think it took about 12 weeks. Right. Yeah, it all went pretty quick. But, but, the, but that was the end point. That's what I was yes. saying at the start of this Right, of this right. It took, all, it took years and years and years to get there. But yeah, the actual yeah. visible collapse that everyone can see goes really fast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in one of my fantasies is that we'll see the same thing here. If shit gets bad enough, and I've also officially made this prediction, you know, if, if things get bad enough... If one state finally balls up and just secedes from the United States, there will be a rush of other states just saying, yeah, see ya, we're, we're tired of your crap, and we're just going to have a go at it on our own. And in my dreams, it's going to be like the Soviet Union dissolving, and everybody's just going to dash out, and somebody's going to be left sitting there with the federal government's bills. Don't know who that'll be, but... I hope it's not me. Um, which state do you think is most likely to make the dash for the exit first? Which which state's got ballsy enough to do it? Yeah, I mean, right now, well, I want to say none of them. But, I mean, if I was going to see someone go, my predictions would be Texas, California, I can't believe Hawaii is still here, although maybe they like the logistics. Alaska is another one. I don't know if it's necessarily that's that's ballsy, because the thing is, I don't know enough about the... Well, sitting aside the politics, because I mean, fuck the politicians. Okay, thinking about the people that live there, I would say Texas would go, Alaska would go, California would go. They'd go and they'd be even more leftist, but they'd still go. Um, but you can't separate this from the politics because the people well, don't get a say in this. Right, right, right. No, and, and is, you're right. It I'm, is politics. I, I say that, though, because like, I, I don't even know who the governor of California is today, much less enough California, to predict. I'm, I'm kind of stunned that you had said California. That would have been bottom of my list because they're, they're, de they're dependent on the, on the federal government sucking on the federal government teat. There's no way a leftist broke financially broke uh state is gonna the states that are gonna that are gonna make make the breaks are the ones who uh financially are able to do so well i think i think california though thinks they're financially able to do so i mean you're when you're a heroin addict you don't admit that you're a heroin addict you can stop anytime That's you want point. and california is the so delusional i think they don't have a clue I mean, no, it would not surprise me to see them leave tomorrow and start printing their own currency and just give everybody a universal basic income and sing Kumbaya. I think Florida for me is the one most likely to break. Yeah, and I was gonna, and then I was gonna add just maybe the Deep South as a whole. It's so like Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, Georgia, Mississippi. That whole little the former Confederacy. I could see them as a group just saying bye-bye. What about Montana? You never hear anything about no, Montana. No, you they don't. They sit at the top there. Yeah. 
Yeah, boy. See, I I don't and, know anything about and Montana. Utah because Utah's interest Utah's interesting because of the the religious aspect there for more right because that's tied up in their whole state legislator legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can, we could say pick the state, but right. um, I agree with you that if one goes, it'll be a rush for the exes. Yeah, because no one wants to be left holding the can. Exactly, and once one state sees that it can be done. They're going to be like, yeah, I mean, why would we not go? I mean, making the argument that you're stronger with the federal government than without it, it's kind of a difficult argument to make. And this this centers back to what would happen if the U.S. gets its war with Russia and gets its ass handed. Right. Not not 10,000 miles away across the ocean, but at home. Yes. And see, I think a war with Russia would, would accelerate the succession process. And now that you've brought up American cities getting cruise missiled, I think the first American city gets hit by cruise missiles. I think there will be a state sit there and go, you know what? We don't want any part of this war. We don't need our cities getting blown up. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that this process would be accelerated by the... A war with Russia as opposed to catalyzed mm. by a war with Russia. Man. Crazy times, my friend. I was about to say, these are interesting times, aren't they? Holy shit. They are. Some people are going to read are. about this in history books, and we're sitting here living it. Oh, if, if we still have, you know, if we're if able we, to read. Right, if we still have written language after it's over yeah. with yeah yeah and electricity well the, the books will be written by hand yes crayons yeah yeah fucking hell well, that was a pretty uh factual conversation as opposed to the usual shit that we uh that we um throw forth yeah no i agree that was yeah. that got pretty interesting and intellectual there very analytical yeah, well, that's a lot of food for thought for everyone again. no god our, no yeah <laughs> our readership must be shell-shocked they thought they came for the greasy pole and they got uh you know they got like byline uh byline nation uh, national review or something i don't fucking yes. know jeez uh, maybe we need to do some tit jokes or something like that. Some of it's relatively uh, straightforward work, where we're making good progress, designing body armor that fits women properly, tailoring combat uniforms for women, creating maternity flight suits, updating, uh, updating requirements for their st- hairstyles. And some of it is going to take an, uh, you know, an, an intensity a purpose and mission to really change the culture and habits that cause women to leave the military. Yeah, guys, uh, you you might hear some more stuff after this. Um, and that was uh, the great one and I chatting last week. But um, thanks for um, hanging out for episode number, what are we, 20? Is this episode 20? This was 20. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, with the yeah, with the, the rate that we do these episodes, the next time that we talk, <laughs> right, it'll be it'll be interesting to go. Well, we predicted this. <laughs>
So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. Either, either we'll, we'll be completely wrong or we'll be horrifyingly right. So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. All right. Well, listen, uh, guys, thanks for listening. And everything after this is the bonus round. Ciao. Ciao. So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. 20 times I've sat down and wasted time talking to you. And you keep coming back. Isn't it? it is. It is. Most people would have smartened up by now and just refused. Well, it's like, a, it's like going back to an abusive wife beater. You know? <laughs> Wait, who's the wife and who's the beater? Well, well we'll let our listeners decide okay. that one. You know, do you think we can trust our we'll, listeners we'll, we'll, with decisions? No. I don't either. Anybody. I heard that Madonna's got a new album coming out, so I'm I'm really excited about that. I mean, I mean, every dissident dissident living in the West must be looking at Russia in pure jealousy. In ten days, managed to rid rid themselves yes. of every Jewish controlled <laughs> bloody. I mean, when both Pornhub and OnlyFans removed their services from your country overnight, things you, you've got to be doing something right, don't you? Where everything's inverted, then obviously companies like Pornhub and OnlyFans not giving you their blessing means you're a bad person. I'll tell you something else, great one. I'll tell you something else. Okay. There's going to be a lot of OnlyFans stars in Russia going hungry right now. So, boys, boys, if you want to get yourself a keeper, if you want to get yourself a keeper, someone who's uh, really going to come home and enjoy your stud muffin and she'll be true to you, I swear by God. There you go. There's an opportunity of a lifetime. What do you think of that? I think I think the the West as a whole now lives for the outside world, lives to genuflect and dra dramatize and um, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so when something like this happens, because they have to they have to live vicariously, they have to show the world their goodness, and all of all of this of course is inverted. Right. You get what we're getting now. So. Um, and, it, and it will only intensify the hysteria. We've gone from one hysteria, COVID hysteria, which has right. whipped up the world into a frenzy for two years. And we've taken that hysterical note straight into war. This is quite a serious time. I, I really think we, in real time we are going to see Western society collapse this year. I think the end of this year, it's done. Hmm. And I know that that's a big call, but... When this thing's, if you look at history, and I'm a big student of history, when these, when all the pieces coalesce and comes together, it happens. The, the Soviet Union mm. collapsed in six weeks. Yep. For the United States government to stop meddling in foreign affairs, the United States government would have to, have to cease to exist. Oh, that'd be terrible. So anyway, I'm, I'm living in Saudi Arabia. Uh, do you want to hear some Saudi Arabian 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So what it's like to live here? Hell yes. Because I, I bet I bet you all think it's, you know, they throw gays off rooftops and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, that's not the case. Oh. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I stare looking out my apartment window <laughs> at the nearby office buildings, hoping to see a falling body. Hands yeah. tied behind their back. Alas, alas. No, no. kind of like Monty Python style dead weight body falling. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The thing right. is, is that, all right, Saudi Arabia. So mm. Americans in particular, Westerners in particular, and I, uh, when I first came here for work about 15 months ago, I didn't want to come down. My boss had to make me actually like, Adam, you are going for this audit. And a few days after arriving here, I was ashamed of myself for falling for Western propaganda. <laughs> I really, I really was, especially me with, you know, my whole shtick and what I've pushed for the last, you know, seven or eight years. I fell for it, man. And it's not like that at all. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you straight up, this is the safest country I have ever been to let alone lived in, by daylight. Daylight between this country and every other country for, for safety. Okay? Crime just does not happen here. You could leave your wallet on top of your vehicle and come back to it at the end of the day and it would still be there for you. And I'm not joking. You still there? Yeah, I'm just just listening, oh. absorbing. Okay, because yeah. this is this is this is a discussion. You know, we're supposed you're not supposed to just listen. Well, you're I, also <laughs> supposed to move your mouth and make noises. Well, I can neither agree nor disagree with you because I haven't been there, so I am taking your word for it. It is that the only part where it's not safe is the roads. The driving here is on a <laughs> level of insanity which i have never seen before and that includes africa because the thing in africa was everyone was crazy but the road the road condition was deplorable right right i'm talking like four feet deep potholes and uh, it's just you you couldn't hit 100 kilometers now if your life depended on it but here the roads are actually not too bad so you've got the same mentality with roads where you can get up to speed <laughs> all right let me sum up for you the driving here okay the driving right. here so apparently the saudis in the 70s 60s and 70s wanted to build their highway infrastructure so they got foreign companies to do it particularly americans and i don't know if your good old boys were having a laugh but what they did was they designed the the freeways here so the on-ramp is just before the off-ramp on the same side. Oh, yes. I know it. Yes. I hate that. So all the cars that are joining the freeway are mixing straight into all of the cars that are trying to leave the freeway. Yes. Instead of having the guys who are leaving go first and the guys who are coming on go after that and there'd be no mixing at all, okay? Mm -hmm. So on a five-lane wide or a ten-lane wide total highway, so five lanes each side, you got that happening, right? Right. But here's the good bit. 
Saudis. No, I can't say Saudis because there's so many foreigners living here, particularly Indians and Fang guys and, you know, all Southeast Asians, those sorts of things. Uh, drivers here will, and they drive on the same side as you, Yang, so we can get this the right way. Drivers here will, if they're leaving the freeway, will not approach the exit in the right-hand lane. Okay? Okay. They will approach it at speed, full speed, on the other side of the road. <laughs> okay. In the left-hand lane. Okay? Okay. And what they'll do is, at the very last moment, they will veer across five lanes of traffic, <laughs> including all the traffic that's entering the freeway, to leave. <laughs> I have been... When I was first down here, I was driven around. I was driven around. And I, and I, I will not lie to you, great one, that was possibly one of the most terrifying <laughs> periods of my life. Okay. This is, this the is... guy who was driving me around would, would do this, but at, I would never know whether he was actually going to exit or not because he never knew either. <laughs> because he never paid attention to the road because he was literally on his phone the whole time. So whenever a major intersection came up, he just swerved and at the last minute would then decide whether or not he was going to take it or not. So I don't, I don't, I'm not a passenger anymore over here. I drive myself. Driving myself, it's, it's interesting. You've got to, once you get up to speed, as in mentality, mm -hmm. uh, it took me a couple of days. The first, the first half hour was pretty terrifying. But after that, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just as bad as the rest of them. Though I've, I don't exit the freeway the way they do. Um, no, I have done on a couple of occasions, to be honest with you. Um, right. You just got to so integrate I've got right a, in with I've got the bad a, driving. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that you've got to you've got to integrate in and then elevate yourself. That's right. that's the key. So you've got to be a really, really, really good bad driver. The people are extremely friendly, especially when they hear that I'm Australian and not American. <laughs> um, no, really. The only problem has been the Wuhan COVID crap because they have this application on your phone where it tracks into all your government data they've used this uh pretend plague to fully get everyone locked in so all your government data is on this app on your phone so the cops don't even ask for your driving license now mm -hmm. they just ask to see the app oh great and they've got this locked into your vaccine status so every shop that you go into you've got to flash this app and it let unless it's it's green you're you 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 might have a problem this includes going to get the supermarket anything right now obviously all the little shops they don't give a shit because <laughs> <laughs> they need the business man right right no one's going to ask you for the app there um, but in the supermarket, and of course, I've, of course, have not taken the, the poison jabs, as, as everyone listening to this would know. Um, so I'm very light green, which means non-immune, right? Um, so I've, I've, I've got into the, the process of flashing my app very quickly 
with a whole bunch of other people. I have to time it, <laughs> and the, the security. The, also, to be honest with you, the security guards are so bored by this now uh, that, that they're just like, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, right. You're at. You're, you're at. Your app could be flashing purple with red spots and they probably let you through. But I have been unsuccessful a few times. So they lifted the vast majority of COVID restrictions here last Saturday, so one week ago. So we don't have to wear masks outside anymore, thank God. But you still have to wear them inside at the moment. God knows why. It's very unclear. Um, But they haven't dropped this app. So I booked in last night at this really upmarket barbershop because i've grown a full beard man i'm looking i'm looking very uh very beardy mm-hmm. lots of gray in there it's very cool and i wanted to get the proper beard trim done and i haven't had it for four months and i booked full beard shave oil shampoo i don't know what the hell they were gonna do right. dancing girls the, the deluxe went up the deluxe man i didn't hold back the deluxe was about twenty dollars <laughs> that's all <laughs> it's great yeah <laughs> Okay. In the best, in the best place in the best place in town, mate. This is like the elite, elite, elite place. Wow. It's about twenty bucks, oh. hey, but twenty-five, maybe twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, it's still a great it's crazy, price, man. It's cr- yeah, it's a great price. So I go up there and I'm the first customer because they, 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 the shops open like between nine and twelve, and then they shut till about four or five, or sometimes even six. So I got there at six fifteen last night. And I was the first customer and I was going up and the owner was standing outside and like, yeah, I've got my thing, blah, blah, blah. It was my first time there. And he said, oh, can you show me the app? And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I said, oh, we're not even doing this anymore, man. He goes, oh, you know, just, and so I did my flash really quick, but it's only me, man. I couldn't get in. He wouldn't let me in. And Saudi's opening up, man. Like uh, you can see Saudi women walking around and they're, and they've got nothing on their head, nothing covering them. Um, women have been driving for the last... They got allowed oh. women to drive two years ago, which is, oh, it's truly bad timing on yes. my part. I mean, that's that's half of the terror on the road. Right. Oh. I mean, yeah, there's, it's and disgusting. That, there's the beginning of the decline of their civilization. Yeah. Uh, I mean, women, women drivers are just garbage. Mm-hmm. They are well, garbage. Uh, and... Uh, when I was last here about 14 months ago, so November 2020, I was here, there were the religious police. So they would drive around and they've got five prayer times a day. And if your shop was open during prayer time or if you were a guy walking down the street with a girl and someone, and you know, that you're not married to a man, they could, the religious police could stop and throw you in jail. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, full on stuff. These guys had incredible power. They're gone, man. So I got back here in, so I was here last year in the, I was there, that first trip was November 2020, August last year. Mm-hmm. So nine months later, I come down here, religious police are gone. The prince got rid of them. Yeah, that's it. No more religious police. Overnight, gone. Because yeah. <clears throat> this is a full on monarchy, right? Whatever the right. prince decides, that, that, that's what happens. Yeah. And <laughs> it's the best form of government because there's no middleman, there's no, there's no, um, you know, deals or anything like right, this. The prince right. goes, oh, this is what I want. That's it. Decision, and if, and action. If, and if six months, if, yeah, and if six months later it didn't work out, right. he'll just change it back. Yeah. 
And it's you, not like he's going to get voted out. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and you know who's responsible. You can't say, oh, I didn't do it. This other guy voted for that and shit. No, you know who made the decision. The monarch did. Yeah. It's, exactly. But he doesn't. But even if it's wrong, he doesn't care. So if it's wrong, he'll change it back. Like if Western politicians, something's wrong, they'll never admit to it. No. So it will stay the same. Exactly. Like you've. You've slept with, you've slept, you've picked up some chick and you've slept with her and you're still on the same bed the next morning and she gives a, you a bonus blowjob before going out the door. 